Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. For those of you in the physical site and those of you online, glad you're here. And I hope you all got ready to take communion this morning. And we're going to talk about the Lord's Supper. Over the course of the years that I've been in ministry, I have just found so many different ideas about what communion is about, the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, whatever you want to call it. Well, this is what it means. This is how it works. This is how it operates. This is what it's about. And it's just kind of, some of them are really wrong. Some are kind of right. But so this morning, I thought what I'd do is let's just talk about, we're taking communion this morning, the Lord's Supper. Let's just talk about what it means and why we do this. All right? Try to make this simple because we're good at complicating things, aren't we? We complicate relationships. We complicate a lot of things in life. And so let's talk about the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, Paul writes, he says, look, I'm going to pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. See, this is a direct command. This is something God's given to me. On the night when Jesus was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread gave thanks to God for it, and he broke it in pieces, and he said, this is my body which is given for you. And what's the phrase? Do this in remembrance of me. And we'll come back to that in a moment. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper saying. Now, in this meal, this Passover meal, there was more than one cup during this time. So it tells us which cup that he took. Don't have time to get into all that. The cup is the new covenant between God and His people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. A, a binding contract, if you will. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Now notice, he does not say you need to do this once a day. He doesn't say once a week. He doesn't say once a month. He just says, as often as you do it. So there is no, well, you got to take communion this time, this time, this time here. It isn't that way. As often, whenever you do it, just as often as you do it. So what does that mean? Well, let's begin with the obvious. The Lord's Supper is about remembering. Remembering. Now the disciples gathered with Jesus in that upper room and they were taking this meal, and Jesus says, the last time I'm going to do this with you, they were celebrating the Passover. The Passover. Now, once a year, the Jewish people celebrate Passover. Still do today. The story is, they were slaves in Egypt. Had been for over 350 years. Been in bondage for a long time. You know the story, I hope. God calls Moses out of a burning bush says, Moses, I want you to go. I want you to be the deliverer. I'm going to use you. I'm going to speak to you. Moses kind of balks at this whole thing, doesn't want to go. Finally, you understand God's kind of persuasive at times. Moses says, okay, 10 plagues. The 10th plague was the one that's going to break the back, so to speak, of the Egyptians. It's the final straw. The 10th plague was simply this. God says, I'm going to kill the firstborn of every living thing. I'm, 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 I'm going to do that. And there's only going to be one way for you to escape this. And so he tells the children of Israel, here's what I want you to do. I want you 
to clean your house. I want you to get rid of all the leaven, something like yeast. It had a sin issue. If you study Scripture, leaven is often referred to as sin. It's a similar thing. And he says, I want you to bake some bread without leaven. Why that? Well, because they were getting ready to take a journey. They're going to take some of this with them. It won't spoil like other bread would. So he says, I want you to do that. And I want you to take a one-year-old male lamb. I want you to kill it. I want you to take its blood and put it on the doorpost, the door frame, and I want you to put it on the sides and the top. I want you to put it there. I want you to take that lamb. I want you to go into your house, and I want you to eat one last meal in Egypt. I want you to eat the whole lamb. I want you to do this, and I'm going to move through the land, and as I move through the land, I will kill the firstborn of every living thing, but if I see the blood on the doorpost, I will pass over you the firstborn will be safe. The firstborn will live. And so you gather in the house. And so he would pass over. <laughs> you see, several things to remember. It was impossible for Israel to set themselves free, wasn't it? They couldn't do it. Do you all know it's impossible for us to set ourselves free from sin? The bitter herbs that they had to eat with this meal were just a reminder of how bitter their life had been. Only the blood of the Lamb could provide salvation for them. That's still true today, isn't it? Freedom came as God's gift, His love, His grace. And they were never to forget what God had done. Notice Moses is talking to the children of Israel. He says, look, when you enter the land that the Lord has promised you, thus the promised land, He's going to give it to you, you will continue to observe this ceremony. Your children will ask, what does the ceremony mean? Why are we doing this? And you will reply, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord for he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt. And though he struck the Egyptians, he spared our families. And when Moses had finished speaking, all the people bowed down to the ground and worshipped. Wow. Now, Israel had a problem a little later on. They would celebrate this meal, like I said, for centuries, still do. But they forgot the meaning of it. And that's why they were to take this. And so the power of communion is remember. Remember what God has done for you. Jesus Christ is the bread, the bread of life, without sin, without leaven. Jesus is our lamb, sacrificed for us. And only His blood shed for us can save us of our sin. Now we live in a world that's kind of indifferent to sin. But never minimize or forget the truth of the power of sin. At the same time, don't minimize or forget the power of the cross. And communion is a time principally remember. Remember. Don't forget. Because sometimes we're not very good at remembering. And the older you get, the more you need to be reminded, right? And sometimes we just forget this or this or this. And he says, look, whenever you do this, 
You're doing this to remember what I've done, what I promised, and what I'm going to do. So what do we remember? Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. Boy, we tend to be, what have you done for me lately, don't we? He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death. He crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, if ever there's a time in our lives where we need to be reminded about the greatness and the goodness of God, it's today. You can get discouraged about everything going on and you can look around you and think, man, what's all the uncertainty and everything else? We just need to remind ourselves, God is good. And God will take care of us and God will provide for us. And so we gather together today to take the Lord's Supper. Why? To remind ourselves, look at what God has done for me. Help me, Lord, to never forget it. Lord, when I'm overwhelmed with difficulties and when all the problems are coming up on top of me at one time, don't let me forget how much you've helped me and cared for me and taken care of me. Don't let me forget. So why do we have communion, the Lord's Supper? So we remind ourselves as Christians, this is who we are and this is what God has done for us. So principally, this is what it's about. As often as you do it, Remember me. Remember. So what do I need to remember? First of all, it's about reconciliation. Reconciliation. You see, what God does is said, look, I want you to remind you that you are a child of God. Because it's easy for you to think that God's forgotten you. It's easy for you to think that God doesn't care about you. Sometimes it's like we're not worthy. I've never understood why there's some people who think, well, I can't take communion because, you know, what I've done and I haven't been a good boy or girl this past week. Not many of us have, have we? Let's be honest. And, you know, I haven't done these things, so I'm not worthy to take communion. You're right, you're not. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you are. And you never diminish His power and what He's done because God is not far away and communion is the time to remind ourselves God is for us. He is not against us. Sin is real. Sin is costly. Sin is destructive. It's separate. It is really an ugly thing. But the forgiveness of God is greater. And so God says, I want to remind you, I'm close to you. I care for you. I love you. You don't need to stay guilty. I am willing to pass over your sins because of what Jesus Christ has done. And so we're reminded, because of my sins, I was separated from God. But because of Jesus Christ and because of God's love and forgiveness, I am brought back to Him. The writer in Colossians puts it this way. It's Paul. God in all His fullness was pleased to live in Christ 
And through him, God reconciled, there's that word, he reconciled everything to himself. He brought us back. He brought us close. He made peace with everything in heaven and on the earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you, me, who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and your evil actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And as a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Wow. Not perfect. Holy, set apart. I'm his. And so when I take communion, I don't just think about, oh, look at all the sin I've done. Look at all the bad things. I have to remind myself, hold it. Jesus Christ's death on the cross is greater than anything I have ever done. And his power and his love is evident to me because of what he's done for me. And he suffered and gave his life so that I could receive a reconciliation to God. It's because of His faithfulness, His love. Sin is powerful, but the forgiveness of God is more powerful. And it is greater. And don't diminish God's forgiveness by thinking your sin is greater. It is not. Well, I don't deserve to do that. You don't. Well, you don't know what I've done. I don't. But I do know this. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, there's nothing you will ever do that will be greater than His power to forgive you. And He says, I want to bring you close. I want to bring you close. Now, just taking communion doesn't suddenly make you a better person. Just taking communion doesn't cleanse you of sin. It's what it represents. It's remembering what Jesus Christ has done. Jesus Christ gives me forgiveness because he died on a cross, and I accept that. I am the child of a loving God, who even while I was still a sinner, Jesus Christ died for me. Even when I didn't care, he did. Even though I've done things that I've gone against him, he still loves me, and he still cares for me. And because of sin wanting to separate me, God sent Jesus Christ into this world to bring me back together with Him and reconcile me with Him. So communion is a time to remember. What am I going to remember? God loves me so much that He sent His only Son in the world that who would ever believe in Him will have everlasting life. And He loves me. And He cares for me. And no matter what's gone on in my life, I'm His child. And I can never forget that. God is good to me. He loves me so much. He did everything He could to bring me to Himself. He delivered the Israelites out of Egypt to bring them to a place where they could be closer to Him and enjoy all the benefits He had. He brings us out of sin 
to enjoy all the forgiveness that He wants to give to us. So today when you take communion, just remember, God loves you. God forgives you. And God cares for you. No matter what. That's what communion's about. Secondly, the Lord's Supper is about relationships. It's about relationships. Now, this goes back to the previous point. The cross not only brought us back into a right relationship with God, it also brings us into a right relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because the two greatest commandments are what? Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, everything. Love others as you love yourself. And so the first Passover was taken with family. You take and you bring your family. Now, I've known people, well, I just want to have communion with my family, with just me and ours. And once in a while, that's probably not a, a bad deal. But basically, it's a part of the family of God because God delivered the children of Israel as a body, as a nation. And God is still working with a body, with a group of believers, with a royal priesthood. And so Jesus gathered the disciples in the upper room and said, look, I want to do this. You're a part of my body. And I want to give you a relationship that you understand. Because the greatest thing still, what Scripture says, the greatest way the world's going to know we're His followers is by the way we love one another, correct? And so we gather together as a family, as a body. We look at our relationships that are there, knowing that what God has done, He's brought us all together and made us all one. Now, we're very individualistic people, aren't we? We value our independence, don't we? Just look at the person next to you. Don't use the word stubborn, but just say, you know, that's the way we are, isn't it? See, I, I just want it for me. But, but Paul says, no, this is about all of us together. And communion is a reminder to me, whether I'm here in a physical church building or whether you're at home today because you need to put yourself in a safe place and you've made a great decision to do that. It, but it reminds me, I am not alone. I am a part of a family. I am a part of a body. And though sometimes the enemy wants me to feel like no one cares and no one understands and I'm all alone, it is not the truth. And today as we take communion as a reminder to all of us, we may not physically all be able to be together, but spiritually we are all one in the body of Christ. And that's a great understanding. When Paul wrote to this church at Corinth and gave them some directions about taking communion, one of the things he had to address was this very problem with them because what they were doing is they were doing their own thing and not caring about one another. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17. In the following instructions, I cannot praise you for it sounds as if more harm than good is done when you meet together. Ever felt that way? You see, we get together. We're all different, but we all are willing to lay aside our differences because we have one thing that binds us together above everything else, and that is our belief in Jesus Christ. 
First, I hear that there's division among you when you meet as a church, and to some extent, I believe it. Of course, there's going to be divisions among you so that you have God's approval will be recognized. You that are doing what's right, you'll be set apart and different from the others who aren't. But when you meet together, you're not really interested in the Lord's Supper. You're not really making that the priority of what you're doing. Some of you hurry to eat your own meal without sharing it with others. So they were gathered together in the New Testament. It was a big meal. It was there. So some of them were coming in. It's kind of like, remember, I don't do it as much anymore. You used to have the church potluck picnics. You ever notice there's one or two people that got to be in line first so they get what they want? That's kind of what was going on. I want this, I want this, I want to have this. I don't care about you, I just want what I want. I'll hurry up and do this so that I get what I want. Because after all, I'm the most important person in the room. Verse 33, brothers and sisters, when you gather together for the Lord's Supper, wait for each other, consider each other, Understand that you don't need to be in competition. Think of others more than you think of yourself. If you're really hungry, eat at home so you won't bring judgment upon yourselves when you meet together. Now, I'll give you instructions about the other matters after I arrive. It's kind of like, I'll take care of this when Dad gets home. Oh, boy. And so he, he says, look, this is about us being together as a body. There is one body and we're not to be divided. We are to examine our relationship with God and we are to examine our relationship with one another. And so communion reminds me, God, thank you for bringing me close to you. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin and not holding it against me and letting me be accepted into your family. And God, I'm so grateful today to know that I am not alone, but I have brothers and sisters in Christ. I've taken communion in other parts of the world. And what they give to you as elements, you just don't want to know what they are sometimes. But you sit there and you look at this and you remind yourself of what God's done for you. And then you look around at other believers and you go, wow, they're a part of the family of God. And I am privileged to be their brother in the Lord. And communion is that time where we examine ourselves relationship-wise with one another. God, help me to be grateful for the family you place me in. And thank you for reminding me that I am not alone in this life and in this world. And as we go through uncertain times, God, I thank you today that you brought me close to you. And then no matter what happens, I have your love and forgiveness and then I know I'm not alone in this. And there are others with me. And I thank you for your grace, for your forgiveness, and for your mercy, and for the love you give to me through other people. It's a great time to remind ourselves of that. I am not alone. I am not alone. I am a part of the body of Christ. That's good news. Because sin separates. Satan does everything he can to separate you. That's why he destroys relationships. It wants to separate. And so we stay united and together. 
That's what we remember. There's one other thing we remember. The Lord's Supper is about the return of Jesus Christ. It's about the return of Jesus Christ. You see, when I take communion, I am reminded that it's not just about what's going on today. It's also about my future. Notice what he says, verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 11. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until He comes again. You are proclaiming that you believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. You proclaim that you believe this earth is not all there is, that heaven is real, and one day I'll be with God forever. And Jesus said to his disciples, this will be the last time we eat this meal, and I eat this meal with you until we have another meal, the marriage supper of the Lamb. And one day we will be there. And it reminds me, if this world's all there, all there is, as the writer said, I'm one of the most pitiful people in the world. And in these times that we're living in, isn't it great to know that, first of all, I'm still a child of God and God's still in control and He's going to take care of me. And I'm not alone as I go through all of this. And my future looks good. Now, I don't know about the future down here and how all that's going to go, but I do know this world is not all there is, and this world's not my home, and there, I have a great future in store for me up ahead. And so communion looks back at what Christ has done for you. It reminds you of who you are in the present with your relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And it looks forward to where our home is, and one day we're going to spend eternity there. And that's what it's about reminding us. Hebrews 9.27 Just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes the judgment. Now remember, when this judgment happens, because our hearts are covered and our lives are covered by the blood, our belief in Jesus Christ and His blood on the cross, God will pass over us. So also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for Him. Wow. What a great way to live this life. And so we gather together and we take communion. It's a time that, you know, you have so many different emotions and feelings in it. Sometimes it's just a time of reverence. You just feel like being quiet and in awe of what God has done for you. And sometimes that's a good thing to do. But it's also a time of celebration. Praise God for what He has done and what I have done for It's exciting. All of those are appropriate. And so we take communion to remind ourselves I'm a child of God that's why we say if you're not a Christian you shouldn't take communion because it doesn't mean anything to you it's not going to help you but when you're a child of God it means everything to you not because of the elements but because of what God has done through Christ I've been reconciled to God he's forgiven me of my sins
He loves me. He'll care for me. I have a relationship with great people, the brothers in the body of Christ. I'm not alone in this world. And it's not just about me. It's about us. And I've got a great future. I have a home somewhere else. And it will be great there. It will be great there. So, we're going to take communion and remember these things. So if you'll take the cup that you have there, take the bread that you have at home, please do that. If you'll find the little wafer, the cracker, the cookie, whatever it is you have, if you'll just take that, let it be that reminder to you Jesus Christ gave his body for you without sin, no leaven, perfect. And Jesus, when he was with his disciples in that room, looked at them and said, fellas, I want you to take this bread. I want you to break it. I want it to remind you of the fact that it's my body. It's broken for you. And every time you take it, remember me. And this is why we say, please hold your elements till everybody's been served. We'll do this together because of that togetherness that we have with one another. And so would you take the bread? Would you eat it? Lord, thank you for the reminder. Your body given for me, the perfect sacrifice broken for me. And then later on in the meal, he takes the cup. He says, this is my blood. I don't want you to forget what I've done. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And every time you drink of this cup, I want you to remember me and what I've done for you. So can we drink together? just take a moment just between you and God and just thank Him for what He's done for you. Just thank Him for His love, His faithfulness, His goodness. Thank you for the future that you have. Amen. Father, we thank You this reminder that you've given to us. Living in this world that we live in, it's just easy to forget things that are the priority and are really important because we get overwhelmed with things and we look at things and we see all that's happening and we just kind of get a little off track. But you bring us back to the place where we need to be to remind ourselves that Jesus Christ died so that we could be reconciled to God and not far away, but close to Him and reminded of God's love and faithfulness to us that never ends. Reminded that we're not alone. We have brothers and sisters. We are a part of a family. You're our Father. And we thank You for them. 
And thank you for reminding us that even though there may be turmoil in the world and it looks like things are going downhill and everything's going to fall apart, that you still have everything in control and one day you're coming again to put order into this chaos and you're going to eliminate sin and we will live forever with you. We long for that day. We thank you for it. We thank you for the hope that we have. Thank you for this reminder and for the life that we have because of all that you've done. We give you praise for it. In thy name, amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.